welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Kathy is off today, so um, just make sure you give her a good hi and a hello and make sure that you say something sweet to her. We miss you, Kathy. Hope you get better so you can come back on as soon as possible. Um, let's get to the business before we get to the real business. We want to thank Parallel and War Games for all their awesome support and giving us a good discount code. So if you want to play Conquest or First Blood, check them out. And if you just like really cool models, you can get that too. We want to thank Turbo Dork for also being a good sponsor. If you like metallic paints and color shifting paints, go check them out. Turbo Dork is really awesome and a very awesome small company. We want to thank Midnight Heroes. If you're still in the chat room, make sure you say hi. Um, they are doing some awesome, awesome chibi stuff. Uh, they will be at Warfare Weekend uh, promoting Dual Fates, uh, which people can play and demo and test out, plus selling all the cool chibi miniatures that you could think of. We want to thank Muse on Minis also for supporting the channel, where you can get awesome fine tokens and mats and other things for your tabletop needs. Make sure you go check them out. And there's like discount codes to almost everything on there, except for Turbo Dork. I think Turbo Dork's the only one we don't have the code on. I think so. Yeah. yeah. They just gave us other stuff to do. So Yeah. Hey, awesome. there's Midnight Heroes. Yay, Midnight Heroes. But, John, do we have any shout-outs this week we need to go for? Um, no, no, not okay. that I, not that crossed my desk. I don't remember if we did or not. I have to check our, our weekly things. Anybody have a shout out they need to shout out to? Not seeing anything. Not so. seeing anything either, man. I mean, I've seen some things, but like nothing like that's in my over, so to speak. I've seen some things too, but we won't talk <laughs> about that. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, as always, please take care of yourself. Take care of others. Uh, <laughs> shout out to those tacos you just destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> also, a shout out to your bathroom that you're going to destroy in the future. <laughs> um, if you see something, say something. If you can do something, do something. Uh, we, we appreciate everybody that watches, listens, and anything else anywhere around. So, question of the hour. Gonzo, what are you drinking tonight? I'm doing plain old-fashioned water. Um, I'm taking medication right now, and uh, it requires me to drink a lot of water. Um, so, H2O. John, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I have a gin gin meal, which is, of course, gin with ginger beer. Oh, gotcha. Wine. Gotcha. So. Just a gin gin uh someone has a fancy lychee tea if you got something drinking make sure you put it in the chat so we can talk about it because we like talking about we like talking about drinks guys make sure you protect yourself uh people are still getting sick make sure that you're washing your hands um if your body does not feel right go get checked out don't yes. care yeah go to the doctor damn it go to the doctor never know when something you didn't think was that bad ends up being something worse than you thought yeah then you can get it taken care of because the sooner you catch it, the better. Yep. Fuck American insurance. Um, <laughs> Noted. <laughs> um, guys, um, the next convention I'm going to be at is Rocky Top Gaming, which is a very small one, and then a local game store. But I'm not going to Gen Con, so it'll probably be Warfare Weekend. John, what's the convention vacation you're planning on taking? Uh, well, actually, funny enough, the next convention I'm probably going to end up at is hopefully Warfare Weekend. What? I, I gave my work a uh, a ultimatum, so to speak. Gotcha. 
So we're we're working on that now. Nice. So I knew Captain Mizzou would come in. That's <laughs> reason why I said it. I'm trying. I mean, I've told them they got months and months and months. So we'll see. Might get some of the crew to come out with me. I don't know. We will see. Um, we shall see. Should should <laughs> you know, Bowie? It should be. It should be. Um. It's, so, it's more like six months notice, seven months notice, so really, technically, November. So I know some people are going to go into uh, ReaperCon that's going to be coming up pretty soon. I think it's in, what, June yep. or July? Uh, really good uh, miniature painting and RPG type thing. Not tabletop, but yeah. just miniatures. There's a big difference. Um, stuff. I know a lot of people go to that all I was to say, even if you're just into miniature games, tabletop miniature games, doesn't mean you can't go and enjoy Correct. the miniature painting vibes there. Yeah. And some RPG vibes, which holy crap, uh, I'm going to say something. Uh, I've been, you know, working on Warfare Weekend uh, and getting things set up and we're in the right time slots. And so RPG-wise, holy crap, we got Call of Cthulhu, um, 5th edition uh, Nightmare Empire stuff, Privateer Press, We've got Morgborg. We've got uh, old classic dungeon crawls. Uh, I'm doing two games of Avatar: The Last Airbender. I'm like, crap. And we got someone else wanting to play some more. I'm like, cool. So, this is pretty well, cool. And to catch up with Gonzo, as he said, take care of yourself, take care of each other. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, oh man. man, that that's just refreshing. Like, yeah, oh yeah, fuck yeah. I can feel my sails already expanding and being less shriveled and my pee, you know, being a lighter color of yellow. Well, thank you for too much information. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> but those remind me of a Twitter post when someone like says something like, Oh, and this looks like pee, and I'm like, ma'am, that's a reasonably dark Amber, if that your pee looks like that, you should go to the fucking doctor <laughs> right away. Yeah. So, I mean, most of the time, so everybody doesn't know, I usually drink water with all my meals. I, I like once a week, I drink Sprite. So, and then I have coffee in the mornings, so, but I'm, I'm always drinking a shit ton of water anyway. So, it's not like it's a big deal. I, just like I only drink soda with meals for the most part, but sometimes they deliver more soda. Like, I ordered this week, and instead of two 20 ounce cherry cokes, they brought me two two liters of cherry coke. Gotcha. Well, I am not one to let Cherry Coke go to waste. No. So, um, but let's go ahead and get to the topic. So, um, and I know it's like a hobby type thing, but I wanted to just uh, start the conversation. So, uh, I went to the game store today, played a pickup game of not a pickup game, but a scheduled game of Infinity, 150 points. So it's on like five models. It's relearning the rules, learning things, figuring out what I got to do, what I don't have to do. Uh, that type of stuff. Great. No problem. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It's very quick. It's only three rounds a game, and then you're done. So, fun and easy. Love it. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to have to work on... Um, we have a new sponsor for Warfare Weekend that's giving me, some, giving me some STLs so I can print some Infinity-style type terrain. Uh, but more on that when I'm allowed to say it. Might be able to help you on some of that, too. I have some, some Infinity trains in the box I may not need. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I did, uh, a demo game of judgment, uh, three V three, uh, with my friend Nick and another gentleman. And 
you know, they, they enjoyed it. Thought it was a lot of fun. They were like, Hey, we can play this on, you know, once we get the rules down, they're like a hour, maybe type thing on a five V five. And I'm like, eh, probably an hour and a half, give or take. But I mean, it's not hard. And uh, they're like, well, I think I want to add this into our rotation on Thursday nights that we, you know, do this. I'm like, cool, even better. Um, Because, you know, they consider they're like that's their board game night. And, you know, judgment reality. It's a board game, a board game with a vinyl mat. (laughs) You don't I mean, you could play without that. You just need a mat. I mean, most most board games, Gonzo, have a board. They're not made of vinyl, but they could be. Yep, they could be. But. Um, and so they were getting into it. And after that, we were all kind of talking about gaming. And of course, 10th edition came up and being the good ambassador that I am, I just sat and listened for a bit and was listening to, you know, what people were talking about. And they were like, cause they were asking, you know, cost of game type thing. And, you know, we did that one episode where we were talking about how much it costs to get into a game and 200 to 300 is, I would say the average but, you know, then they were talking about 40K, and this guy's like, yeah, I spent 3K on an army, and now half of it is almost gone or worthless because of either A, changing up to a new wow. edition, or... First off, let's let's finish that. Worthless. We understand. Yeah. Like, don't, don't think it's worthless. It's just that this sounds like a guy who is of a somewhat competitive bet... So he does not like the the units as they are, and rather than trying to make them work, he is going to buy new units for his. Uh, God, it's a nice way of saying it for his efficiency. Yeah, <laughs> was that was that political enough? Was that yeah. nice? But then they were talking about you know having to buy the rules, um, type thing, and so we they started talking about getting into the games and the cost, and I I brought up the subject, you know, it says I can't pay $3,000 for a game and play it. Well, that's also, that's not a fair. And I said that was, that was my personal. How am I defending 40 K for anyways? (laughs) That's not really a fair assessment of it because you're not going to pay $3,000 at once. No, you're going to get starter books. Those are, a lot of those are going to be free now for, 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 for 10th edition. And then you're going to get some units. You're going to pay 500 points. So a quarter of a normal army, and then you're going to expand it because that's how it goes. That's why stores make slow grow leagues. That's why slow grow leagues are the most important thing for a game. Correct. So it's not like it's $3,000 all at once. Yes. It is still a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But to say $3,000, also that guy spent $3,000, I can guarantee there's a lot of armies you can get for less than $3,000. Usually I I would think if you were going to do it, it would be a grand. A grand to two grand, depending on where how you went and what you did. I can't imagine too many armies are going to be more than a grand realistically. Yeah. But going back to the subject at hand, they asked me, as they were talking about it, they asked me what I play. And, you know, I was saying I play War Machine, and they were like, oh, I heard they went through a new edition. I says, yeah, if you want to, you know, get into it, let me know. I'll run you some demos. And they were like, oh, I play Judgment, Judgment, seven models. Um, and then infinity, what, what I say? 10 models, more um, likely 20 ish for an average army. You've got an correct. elite army. So about 20 ish. Yeah. Still not that bad a cost. Nope. Nope. Still, it's still, we're talking about maybe 300 or so, depending on how you buy it. Um, in battle tech alpha strike. You could, you, you made an army for that recently. You can speak to the price of that pretty reasonably. Yeah, and that's stupid cheap. 
Um, yeah. The problem is with Battletech, it's stupid cheap, and then you're like, "But I want this model. I want this model." But to play it as a as a game, it's cheap. Yeah, it, if you're gonna make the exact force you want, it can get a little more pricey. Correct. But if you're gonna like, if you're gonna buy some of the boxes and go, then it's a little cheaper. Yeah. Um, Legion's a little more on the pricey endy of it. We we went through that as well when we talked yeah. about all that. But um, I mean, they were just asking. They were like, "Well, you know." how can you play these games? And I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not like hardcore into only playing these games. It's just, I can justify it to myself that I don't mind paying $200 for a game. I'm going to play every once in a while. Um, and not like, but you pay a thousand dollars or more. You feel like you got to play that game all the damn time. Yes. And they were and talking that's, that's about the, uh, the, 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 what's it called? Um, it's like the sunk cost fallacy. Like I've got so much money in this, I have to keep going. You don't Correct. ever, don't no. ever think that. I'm gonna switch over. If you enjoy getting the models for forty k and painting them up, and then playing it occasionally, if that is enough for you, hey, guess what? That's all good. Because you. you don't have to justify your models anyone but yourself. If you're like, I enjoyed the crap out of painting these and assembling these, and then I get to play once in a while on top of it, sounds good. Yeah. Trust me, coming from action figure guy, like <laughs> I, I'll pick up one of these models once in a while and be like, "Ah, cool, enjoy this," you know. And I'll do stupid shit like I'll buy an M41 pulse rifle for aliens and put it in Mando's hands, <laughs> which I did actually. I'm almost Mando, come here. Ooh, spiffy in it. It's just cool, but you know, so stuff like that. You know, as long as you are enjoying yourself with it, it brings you joy. Fuck, who cares how expensive it is as long as you can afford it and it brings you joy. Correct. And that's what I was telling them. I says, I, it, I can't do that. I mean, you can do whatever yeah. the hell you want. I'm not going to tell you what you can and can't do with your money. But I was like, I can't justify spending $3,000 and play only this game. Because that's that's how I would look at it. Because I'm like, that's just way too much money. And I know I'm, I'm no exaggerating on the 3000 but you understand where I'm coming from. The guy gave you the number of 3000 You're using a number that a yeah. player gave you. So that is that is a legitimate number in some cases. Yeah. But I can justify spending $200 on an Infinity yeah. Army and then playing that two or three times a month. Same thing with Judgment. Same thing with I mean, you know, any every other, other month game. even. Think about yeah. that. I mean, you just, just think about your... Only you can justify... You can decide if something is justified in cost or not. Okay. Is it? Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. That's up to you. You make that decision. Don't let anyone else tell you if it's justified or not. Yeah. Hey... You know what? Look good on that magenta, like a crystal thing. Nope. We're gonna go with uh, Ethereumatic. Uh, we're gonna do a blue. We're gonna do this one crystal like blue. How about that? And then we can dry brush it white. So it'll be kind of an ice elemental. Am I gonna get in trouble with that Midnight Heroes if I paint it like an ice elemental, even though it's an earth elemental? Because um, these are usable in the game. I know his answer to you. It's your model. Paint it paint how high. you want. <laughs> And I'm sure if they make an ice elemental, it'll look a whole lot different than the, this one right here. Yeah. All right. So we're going to use the contrast paint. Oh, amber. That's a great idea, too. God, that's an even better idea than blue. Amber? A yellow type-ish? Oh, I do have a yeah, yellow. yellow I do have that yellow. I could do that, which is that... Uh, is it in Yodin yellow, I think is what it is? All right, so... A and in yellow? Yeah. Could yeah. be a and in yellow. All right. Oh, glasses! I was like, why are my eyes hurting? Because I don't have my <laughs> fucking glasses on, you dumb shit. Um, uh, yes, you're right, Bowie. Too late now. 
Well, it's too late now. Painted amber? No, I, I have two. Ha-ha, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh. Because two comes in a box. Us? So, but I mean, it, it really can't, it, it, all, it always comes down to personal choice. Don't let anybody other, you know, if you're okay with playing you know, a game you spent $3,000 on playing only once a month, go for it. It's your fucking models, your fucking time, your endorphins you're getting from it, et cetera, yep. et cetera. I mean, I say this a lot. That's why when I buy action figures, I buy I buy them when they're cheap or when it comes up, up and I don't open them all at once. That way I got get that endorphin rush when I need it. Like, hey, am I feeling down? Do you open an action figure? Well, rumor has it I can find one or three around here. Hey, I can open India. I got this add-on pack. I'm not going to do it right now, but yeah. I could. But you could. That's the thing. Mm. But it, Same thing with miniatures. You, like, you feel the need. That's why we generally buy so many miniatures, more than we need for army, so that when you need that, when you want to put something together, you've got something. I got a drawer full of uh, fucking uh, right here where the birds are. I got the a whole bunch of uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol. If I need to put something together, you know, you, you you can plan that, and that's part of the cost. You know, I got forty. I got a box of forty K models over here. I got some more that a buddy just gave me. I can. I got plans to put together. You you decide how you do it. Yeah, it's your money, your time, your shit. Do what you want. Yeah, yeah. Don't let other people can advise you. Take it as advice. People try to tell you the right way to do things. That's just the way that worked for them. Much like in life, there's no right way to do it. There's no roadmap to this shit. There's just stuff that's worked previously. Dummy, it's going to work for you. Dummy, it's not going to work for you. But I mean, it, it was nice to sit and talk with people and get there and, and listen to them and find out what, I don't want to say their complaints, but you know, what they have and what they're talking about. Because... You and I can talk, and we can talk to we're blue in the face, and, you know, we always know what we're talking about, and we always know what we're going to do, and so on and so forth. But it's nice to hear from the other communities that they're like, I want to play other games, but I feel like I have to play 40K because X, Y, Z. I'm amused that Gonzo thinks I always know what I'm talking about, and I always know what I'm going to do. Yeah, well, you know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's a very good poker face. (laughs) But... Yeah, I mean, but you have to look at that stuff yourself, decide, maybe, maybe you've been feeling 40K, looking at all that stuff coming out, looking at people's amazing paint jobs online and going, I want some of that. You can get some of that. Don't let the perceived cost stop you because, hey, at the end of the day, they're still just miniatures. You can just paint them up and enjoy them. Like, honestly, when I stopped playing big army games and stopped worrying about that shit, and I got to paint several models that have just been sitting there and just paint them for fun. It's the greatest feeling sometimes. Don't don't feel like you always got to be working on that project. If you're not painting for your own enjoyment, you might be making a mistake. You know, talking about painting for your own enjoyment real quick and getting you into know, the painting you gotta, part. You got to switch it up sometimes. I agree. You know, do what makes you happy. If you're constantly chasing that, chasing that army and, you know, constantly painting for an army, you're not going to necessarily enjoy the act of painting so much and it's going to become a slog and you don't want that. This is, this is our fun, not our job. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, going from, you know, painting regimental stuff or painting things that got to all look the same to painting something like this midnight hero model. Mm-hmm. We well, just fucking decided to make it whatever it was. And I'm like, cool. Unfortunately, that wasn't magenta. Nope. It's not going to be magenta. Just get over it, folks. Not going to happen. 
Kathy's going to be sad. Kathy's going to be and sad. And then you have to live with making Kathy sad. Make, Kathy's going to have to deal with it. My model, I pay him however I want. Won't. That's true. <laughs> Unless it makes Kathy sad. Um, but that's pretty much done, my friends. Yeah. What do you think? Kind of look icy cold. Ice. Looks ice. good to start. Absolutely. Bum, bum, please, bum, don't. Bum, bum. please don't. Please <laughs> don't. All right. So you said you want to do a yellow one, like an amber. I mean, people said that would look good. All right. Legionnaires also gave you a link. What link? I didn't see it. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, you know? Hold on. Chill. Man, that, that picture looks really... If you can paint it like... No, you're not going to be able to... to yeah, no. Fuck that. I paint it like that picture, but man, you should paint one to look like that picture. That'd be great. Ah, I see what you did there, Legion. Okay, so I could do a yellowish and then highlight it up with more yellow, of course, which, <coughs> excuse me, kind of looks like the sword. So we could do that. The S word? The sword. It's the sword of death. You could do that, then do like a, maybe an orange wash just into the, the deeper crevices to get some more of the look like it is there. Yeah. Do I have a... Brighter oh, underneath? That could look cool. Do I have an orangey wash? I do have a yellow wash. You'd need a... I'm just trying to see you if need I need an orange one. I actually have this orange. I could dilute it down. And it's that neon orange. Okay, yeah, that could work. From uh, FX. From uh, Scale 75. All, All right. right, that could work. All right, so that's going to take a while to dry. This is going to take a while to dry. Then I can work on my other model. All right. But it it was it was nice to sit and just bullshit also with you know my local crew because uh, I don't get to very often. So you know getting with them and listening to what they were doing. Most of them have been playing Horus Heresy and that's kind of what they've been doing. And I'm like, okay, you, I don't care for it. Everyone um, already missed my Horus Heresy rant, which yeah. is unfortunate. Um, which I don't care for. I, I don't care for most. GW games, but you know, not yucking on anybody's yum. Um, but you can tell that there's like this fatigue with with the games, and I was like, okay, but and they're and they're they're looking for something new and different. So, I'm gonna get psychological on you here. Oh shit! Do you have a degree? No. Okay. Fuck. Okay. So I don't have to listen to you then. I mean, you don't have to listen to me if I have a degree. That's the wonder of being a human being. But it's not the games. It is... We're living in what the what is called interesting times. There's a lot of shit going on. And what people are looking for is escapism because their normal escapes aren't working right. They're not working like they did in the past, you know? It's just gotten too much. Shit's just completely out of control. So what they're really looking for is a new thing to completely lose themselves into because the old thing's familiar enough that you don't completely lose yourself into it. You know how it is when you get into a new something. You really get into it often. Us nerds, we tend to get really into it. and We just devour stuff about it. We're like reading 
old additions and a bunch of backstory and lore fluff if you prefer and just go in at it and you get to lose yourself into it a little bit and i think that's really what they're looking at i don't think that 40k has failed as much as you know reports of its demise are definitely greatly exaggerated yeah, of course i don't think it's even as bad as it is i think it's that people realize it didn't want what it's bringing anymore and they needed new outlets to satisfy those urges and some of them just didn't like it. like i don't like the way the rules are going i'm not sure in playing that many models cool that's understandable but not everyone there's a lot of people who are just need to lose themselves in something because you know the the world's uncertain and crazy and they just want something new to uh distract them that's my semi-psychological reasoning on that because i've seen a lot of people who you know you talk to them and then they don't really seem like they want something new they just not sure what they want. You know, everyone's uncertain, you know. They just want to not forget. That's why everyone, certain people are raging against, don't put politics in our games. Like, dude, I'm here to tell you, they were there already. Long you just time. don't want politics because politics in real life scare you, and now you can't escape them in your game. Which I understand. That's not carte blanche to be a dick, though. Yeah. I actually do like the way that looks on them, honestly. Yeah, I thought this was going to be, this looks pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that's my psychological take because I don't think it's all that. I think a lot of it is people just need to lose themselves in something new and a brand new game is a good way to it. Now, granted, it might just be the straw that broke the camel's back, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, so many people play 40K and they're that's all that they play because that's all that they have or all that they do. And I mean, if you play 40K a lot and you're, you're tweaking your army and stuff, it becomes a drain on your disposable income. You know, you can't necessarily afford to do other games with that. Understandable. There's a lot of games like that. Some people just go all in on the games. There was a guy I met at two of the uh, uh, American Team Championships. He only plays Signar. It's his only hobby, but he's got like, he had field allowance of every single Signar thing. And it all was painted well and converted great is great. But that's like all he does. That's his entire hobby, you know. Some people do that over one game. Some people spread it over multiple games. Some people, you know, put it in one faction in one game, you know? Not even two factions, just one. It, it is what it is. It's your hobby. It's personal, whatever it takes to get you by. But, you know, and I don't know where I was going with that besides just, you know, multiple reasons for people switching games, not just necessarily the one they think on the surface. It could be anything, and it could be for any reason. Yeah, there's, there's, I don't want to pay, you know, I don't want to pay, you know, new stuff. Jimmy's prices are outrageous. Okay, fair. (laughs) You know, harsh. No lies detected, though. And you know, but outrageous to one person is is just expensive to another person. Careful, you almost knocked over your pot. Yeah, I saw that. I'll live. But yeah, so I mean, we'll continue to be deep on this. So. I would say based off of this, what you really need to do when you're looking at another game is have self-knowledge. Why do you want another game? You know, really, why do you want another game? Why do you not want to play that game anymore? You know, you need to figure it out. Self-knowledge is important, and we, as human beings, tend to self-delude ourselves quite a bit. You know, we'll tell our things to... Sorry. I mean, you might be like, hey, you know, I'm the coolest dude in the world. 
Maybe you are, maybe you're not. Maybe you're deluding, maybe you're not. But self-knowledge is important. Oh, he missed most of my <laughs> psychological speaking or philosophical bits, let's say. Um, but you have to decide that. You have to know for yourself why you want to change games, what you're looking for for a game. You know, what are your tenets of gaming? What's your group's tenets of gaming? We talk about this yearly. Me and my crew will sit back and we'll talk about what games we want to play, you know, where we want to go with stuff. You know, my group hasn't touched Star Wars Legion in a while. Does that mean we're out of Legion? No. Not really. We're just not playing it right now. There's other games. You know, there is the big games workshop area since the U.S. headquarters was here a while ago. Um, a lot of us are ex-GW employees, um, at least in my crew. And, you know, you know, so GW games are always, you know, potential. And then you got crazy people who are causing new additions in our group, you know. And then, you know, so we always look at GW as an option. And with a new edition, a lot of the guys are going to be excited for it and play. You know, and then we get other things come in. But having that discussion with your group is important. What are you going to play? Because, you know, I've got, you know, these guys right here for, uh, you know, for Midnight Arrows. I, I, but I'm the only one in my group that has them. I'm not expecting to be able to play this anytime besides, you know, at a convention or something. But, you know, I understand that. But you have to understand that, you know. I showed judgment to my buddies. They did not show interest. Likely it'll be a me and Banyan thing or maybe we don't play it. But it is what it is. You got to discuss with your buddies what's going to be the games you play decide where you want to go and you've got to know you all have to know your own you know desires so to speak so you can figure out what you want to play why you're looking to get in different games what have you hey look you know, fuchsia looks like red to me sir it's it's a fuchsia if you say so your camera doesn't yeah i know you'd have words with your camera camera I love you, and you're awesome. But at this yes, time, cookie, that is an infinity model. You are having problems with me, and I do not like it. No, sir, don't like it one bit. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of stuff you have to decide. I mean, you know, we we went with uh, Necromunda, and actually, towards the end of our gaming session Saturday, we had a big talk, and one of the guys is like, he realizes that he's not as into just the one-off games. But he, when they start talking narratives for what they're playing, he gets much more into the games. I, I, I agree with that. I kind of like that because you get more invested. Yeah. So, I mean, I can understand that. But, I mean, the problem is, of course, that wasn't Megadeth, actually, uh, Legionnaires. That was Dirty Harry. But anyways, and the quote for everyone who's this, just listening to a podcast is, a man's got to know his limitations. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, so, but not no games are like, very few games are like that inherently. Most of them you have to add that in. Even Necromunda, which they're playing some narrative stuff, you have to add that in. It's not on the surface, so to speak, but you can you can get there, you know, and that's important. If you need that, you need to play games like that, you know. He plays Marvel Crisis Protocol with us, but he just wants to have superheroes beating each other up. So when objectives come in, he tends to get a little upset. Not necessarily upset, but, you know, when he's losing by objectives, he gets slightly cranky because he just wants a certain type of fun and that's not necessarily what the game's 100% designed for yeah. and he doesn't blame it it's not his game he wants what the game isn't necessarily about that's why he likes 40k 40k is ostensibly about beating each other up he can get into that you know and that's good self-knowledge to have so you know if you want to engage with something you got to make it 
you know, more scenario driven and all. And we all have to know that, you know, so, and you got to know that about yourself. And Cookie asking about what I was painting. I heard you. Ah, uh, yes. Infinity, military order, heavy infantry. Yes, Legion, that may be from Megadeth's Wedding Bullets, but let's be honest, that was in Magnum Force, which is like, what, the second Dirty Harry movie? So <laughs> I think that's got a little bit of precedence as far as time frame. So, yeah, so, I mean... He, looking at all these games and deciding what to play is definitely a personal thing. Um, and knowing what, like I said, what your crew's playing. So, I mean, you don't want to spend all this time painting models if you're just not going to get to use them. Unless, of course, you're enjoying painting the models. Correct. That Sometimes painting the models is a reward. And, and I think it should be if we're going to be painters in any way. You, you need to have some models you pay. Um, you paint just for fun. And Midnight Heroes is a question. How do gamers feel if the rules are free? Now, I can only speak for the ones I talk to. We're generally very much more upbeat on free rules. Oh, yeah. I mean, Especially now, I understand. Updated. Yeah. So I understand from a from a company standpoint that potentially limits an avenue of revenue. But luckily, the profit margin on books, from what I understand, is not huge anyways. Um, but no, people are very positive about that. The only thing is you get people who won't. Let's say buy models, you know, like, oh, I got the rules for free. I'll just play with what I got. But and again, those people may not have been playing buying your models anyways. So uh, but I would say, generally speaking, from what I have seen, the overall reaction to free rules have been very positive. People are very up positive that GW is going to make their core rules free. Now they long have to buy a giant rule book every edition, which is cool. Often they will anyways, but not having to get some of the people who just want models first a little more entryway. You know, taking away part of the entry cost to a game makes your game more inviting and technically also might make your game easier for people to get into. Like, oh, I can get more models and I don't need to worry about all this. Yeah, Bowie's right. He says free rules make it easier to assess the game. It's, very, it's more accessible. So, I mean, I, I would say it's generally a positive, and it seems to be the way many are going, if not free, maybe very cheap. Uh, Malifaux has a very cheap rule book. It's like 20 bucks rule book, you know, the great cost, you know. You don't really argue about it, but most of that you can also find online, you know. Um, also means you can look at it before you buy it, so there's no having to learn the wrong rules from someone else to see if you like the game or not, you can look at the rules and decide, you know, if you like where it's going. Um, so your view is if we give all the PDF resources free, then we get more money, more to try our game. Absolutely. That is a hundred percent true. Yeah. And then you spend it on cards and tokens and like, let me tell you, gamers love having their accoutrement, the little accessories. They want tokens and cool tokens, whatever you guys can make, they will eat them up. In fact, I would say Games Workshop's biggest failing as a moneymaker is they don't do tokens and shit. You know, I play my buddies who have, uh, you know, edition ago, play Imperial Guard and they got all these orders and all that, and they just have to remember them. I'm like, that's a shame. That could be tokens that GW could be selling and people be eating up. 
Oh yeah, especially doing faction faction specific with faction specific art. Hell well, yeah. but they don't do that necessarily that because that that's a hard. I mean, GW can afford the cost. Of that not every company can. So no, but I'm it. talking about if you did, GW would make a killing off of it. Yeah, it would be like if Malifaux made their own tokens for things. That'd be great. I mean, there's a lot of third party tokens out there, and sometimes third party take will step up enough that you don't have to worry about it. Or if you're not going to do that because of that, you can make your own token set, make it generic, or just keep your rules generic enough that they can use tokens from anything. You remember the old Warcogs, uh, Gale Force Nine mm-hmm. packs, where they have a blank card and then generic. They'd have a you know spell list and then different uh, symbols next to each one, and you'd have the tokens for each one. Those are great. Like I've got some of those. Those are the greatest because it doesn't matter what game you're playing; they're usable. Uh, Captain says, "For me, judgment as an example." Being able to look at the rules for models in a free app, I like to look at the model, helps me make those decisions. Yeah. But there's a lot of that stuff, you know. Um, it's it's hard to say because I, I know some, there are some players, and most of them are 40K first players, who balk at the idea of cards or, you know, looking on an app or something or, you know, tokens and shit like that. As in, well, That's what other games use. And you're always going to get those, but I think the majority of people much prefer to have tokens. Um, the only thing I would say as a negative is that a lot of people, um, the, the people who are who, who have a very limited hobby budget, they don't want tokens or anything, you know, so they'll just remember it or use whatever. But they need to remember that scraps of paper are easy. Write the name of a fucking effect on a scrap of paper, put it next to somebody. Jobs are good and. Yeah, you don't have to buy them. They're great. No. You don't have to do all that shit, but still. But yeah, you should you, you make the effort. But I, I love accoutrement. I, I mean, I bought wooden token sets for my main army and War Machine Hordes because I love the way they look. Yep. You know? Uh, sure, the cool, the plastic ones, the colorful color are cool, but the wooden ones just hit something inside me. <laughs> just look cool. I like that look. See, I haven't, I haven't looked at your rules yet. I will be at some point. I need to watch the models so I can start working on them. But, yeah, the, the, the free rules are definitely, I think, the way forward. Free or very cheap rules. Uh, not everyone's going to have an app. I know apps are good, but development time, that's money that smaller companies just don't have. I'm still shocked that Weird was able to do a Malifaux app and it's fucking free and it's got all the cards in it. I don't even know anymore. Like their first app was super cheap. The second one was free. It was amazing. I don't even, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. Here for it hundred percent, but it shocks me that they're able to do that. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. But here's, you don't have the time to make it. It's, it's just time and, and money and effort, you know, your perfect game. Sure. But we're not in a perfect world. Are we in a Barbie's world? Nope. Damn it. Not yet. When's that movie come out? Two weeks? Week? Something like that. I know you're going to be, you know, opening night, so I want to hear a review. Uh, I'm going to be there opening night, midnight release. Perfect. I'm going to sit there at 6 a.m. waiting for it. That may be a little excessive. I will fucking not. <laughs> Shh. 
Yeah, at least maybe they figured out it was a tax break. It's just surprising that they did and impressive. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's a, it's an interesting spot with games, like I said, because as usual, you know, you got your big dogs, and it's always uncertainty when GW decides to do a new version of uh, Warhammer uh, 40k. Um, because that's when everything changes. I mean, you know when GW's done fucked up when a lot of their people go to a new game. Battletech was the recipient this time. But I think they're not going to get a lot of the people necessarily back this time. No, I mean, so, Battletech. Well, so we can talk about it. Like, first time it was went to War Machine Hordes. Yep, long, long and time ago. they did not take advantage of it properly, let's say. Um... So they lost those people. Also, GW righted the ship, and I'm pretty sure a lot of those people was not the game they wanted, but it was the other big game, so they went there. I am shocked that they went to Battletech this time. I was... I mean, I guess... Two. I mean, it is one of the only games that has the width and breadth of lore, you know, matching that, maybe even more than GW does. Yeah, yeah, Midnight Heroes. They said there are 3D printing models, and it made you feel like you made the right choice. Absolutely. Well, your stuff is better than the initial quality, or at least as good as initial quality of what I've seen from PP stuff, but that was just early releases that uh, Bowie, who's in the chat, got. But yeah, so I mean, I was surprised they went there. We'll see how that goes. I mean, the most important part of the Kickstarter I saw for Battletech to talk about that is not the amount of money it was the amount of new people that they had. You know, amount of money is one thing, but the number of new people they had backing the Kickstarter was the most impressive thing because it was like a 50 plus percent increase in number of people backing it, which is pretty psychotic when you think about it. Well, I mean, if you think about the game, it's super easy to get into, super cheap to get into as initial, and it's a product that everybody knows. Well, I mean, it's been around. I mean, it's been around since the eighties, so Correct. it's it's a long term. It's not like it's like oh, some fly by night thing. Correct. Um, here we go. So their first. Let me see if I can find the campaign. Their first campaign. They made two and a half million with eleven thousand backers. They're currently just shy of six million with nineteen, almost twenty thousand backers. It's crazy. That's an increase of of fucking eight thousand backers, more than eight thousand, almost nine thousand backers. And I think that's the most impressive thing about it is how much that's changed. You thought the scale? I mean, they can't really make a much bigger scale, but that's the problem. Remember, it was originally played on one inch by one inch hexes. In fact, the core Battletech game is still played on one inch by one inch hexes. So the model got to fit on that. Though, technically speaking, way back in the day, we played with cardboard on little plastic stands, so. Um, Alpha Strike's the full miniature game version, and, you know, it's full-on miniatures game. Time for... No, that's the thing, Bowie. Technically speaking, they're 
while they've tweaked the rules, there's never been, technically speaking, a real second edition of Battletech. If you played it back in the day... It's almost the same. Yeah. Uh, when was it? Uh, I just closed those pages, Legion, a couple years ago. Um, Battletech, no, no, no. So technically speaking, uh, Bowie, Battletech is the smaller scale version of the game. If you go more than four and four, you're probably going crazy. And Alpha Strike is the bigger where you go maybe 12 on 12. Uh, Legion, I think it was pre-pandemic. Pretty sure it was pre-pandemic. But um, I have larger scale models, Bowie, that a uh, third-party company made. They just didn't make too many sales. So I know what you meant. But you don't need them that big because it makes the space to play larger. So that's the, really the, the weird thing, you know? That's sort of why Judgment, since we were talking about that, went from the larger models to the smaller models. Play space, expense, that kind of thing. Now, I would love a Battletech game that was all in larger scale. Um, I'll take some pictures or something. Should bring some next time, maybe, so you can see what the ones the third party made. Um, I forget what scale they're in, but they're a bigger scale. And they look great. It's a cool scale to be in, but, you know, again. Cost. Cost. Now, as a, because so, ostensibly, Battletech is a board game, not a miniatures game as it is played on a hex map. And miniatures are... You meant the scale of guns and models seems right to you. That's a different game you want to play, Bowie. You just want to break out our Transformer action figures and play a game. I, I see what you're going for there. I'm here for it, but... Um, but yeah, so I mean, it is technically a... a board game. Um, now, with the miniatures being more prevalent, it's a lot more miniature aspects, sort of like Judgment is. But you could still play it with the cardboard cutouts. They actually have fully cardboard mechs in the basic sets we're playing with. Uh, and then Alpha Strike is the pure miniature game version of it. You could technically play Alpha Strike on Hexes, but I wouldn't suggest it. No. So, it's, it's just a really weird thing. I'm just That's why I wish... Sorry, I'm chuckling. Midnight Heroes mentioned Mekton. I don't think Bowie knows Mekton, but uh, he can anytime he wants to come over and take a look at the books, because I own Mekton. What? No, you don't. Look, you only gave... You actually gave me a couple books I didn't have. You had a couple first edition books, Gonzo. <laughs> and more funny was that Mekton Empire, one of the books you gave me, I had actually bought on PDF while we were playing that game. <laughs> um, Yes. And then here's everything they say about champions and hero system about, oh, math degree, blah, blah, blah. That's actually true for that game. You actually need to do significant math. Though there's programs. There's a simple spreadsheet you can find out there where someone just plugged it all in and you just got to plug in your numbers and then it'll do the math for you. Hey, Tyson. Anyways. So, yeah, but like I said, I'm just still shocked that Battletech was the game they all went to. Um, I'm trying to see how it goes after uh, the new edition comes in. You know how? Oh, popper alert! Popper alert! No, and see how GW writes the ship. See if people come back or not. I would just pet you. <laughs> that is also true. Bowie does just get me to make his character in Hero System. 
but that's just because I have a lot of system knowledge in it. Okay, go lay down. But yeah, interested to see what they do, what how GW does. Uh, yeah, I know Banyan. Uh, how GW does with a new edition? You know, my crew is interested in it. Uh, I'm not necessarily, but I mean, I have some knights. I'll play knights. Could buy a little bit of Eldar. Don't want to buy a lot. If, as you were implying earlier, Gonzo, it's more models than it was before, that's a hard no. As a point, I just can't do more models. Like, they're already the most models you need for a game, and it's not close. So, rumor is you're going to be playing with more models because you have more formations that you can do, and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, well, so formations doesn't mean more formations doesn't mean you have more models. It actually, points are still a thing. So, we'll see what the points look like and all that and decide, you know, where it goes. Luckily, we're at a point where plenty of games out there. And like we've said in the past on uh, Pain of Mouth, John, back in the past, a healthy GW is actually good for the miniature industry. Yep. Because... Rising Tide. Rising Tide? Helps all ships. Oh, yes. Um, but yeah, so it is, you know, being there, the, the entry level game, people will play them fine. Maybe it's not what they want and then look at other stuff, but it is a great entry level. Just too bad that they're not the, it's funny. I find that they're the entry level game. Yet every other game is more friendly to people coming in from a cost ratio. It's crazy. Uh, Minnie Harris says GW's IP is awesome, but they cost too much for it. Yes, this is very expensive. It is. We we talked about it earlier when you were away. It is the most expensive game, hands down. Not close. Not even. Probably. I'm not quite going to say you can play all other games for the cost of a good GW army, but you can play a lot of other games for the cost of a good GW army. You know, based on our quick on our calculations, my pledge for the current Kickstarter is. And Gonzo's pledge for the current Kickstarter is a third, or maybe even a fourth, of a GW army. And this is for more stuff than you would need to play Battletech, technically speaking. So, again, interesting to see. I don't want to, like, just dunk on them. You know, GW does good work. I love that recently they've said, first off, that they are a miniature company. They make miniatures. Somebody just fell behind me. Um, they make miniatures first, and uh, the rules are just to go with the miniatures. You know, it's not their focus. Ah, I'm a sergeant. Right. Yeah, they said that. I, I read it uh, somewhere. They And they, I mean, and they said that recently, too. Yeah, and it's not like it's like... Shocker. Yeah, it's not like a shocker. I think that's upside down, actually. Hold on. Sarge took a fell, so I'm going to readjust his stuff here. I think his whistle will be better that way. Nope, will not. God damn it. <laughs> so, yeah, so interesting there. That is, is that the right way? Not the right way. There you go. Legion's Legion's Auto. It was in a community post. 
They admit it. They know what they're doing. They know what they're. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. They've, they've had no delusion for a while. I mean. Yeah. It's why when the miniature game, when the miniature tournament guys get upset, they're just like, lol, whatever. You know, they do the GW version of Sir, this is a Wendy's. You know, they know what it's about. They don't. They're not here to make the most balanced games. They just want to balance stuff that people can play. Because people playing their games is good for them. But they're not worried about, you know, anything besides that so much. I think I'm going to get the Sarge a stand. Since he keeps falling. Bloop. Sarge drunk. Definitely not. It's been teaching the Joes how to fight. G.I. Joe. Also, he's got to get tired because he's got these uh, two double-barreled 45s I gave him. And that's got to be tough. He's got to be cool like that. I mean, I mean if anyone was going to get double-barreled 45s, it had to be him, right? Yeah, I guess so. We can live with that. Oh, that's what happened. It was a chain reaction, because it looks like. Ray over here fell and probably shook the whole thing. Should be releasing those. Okay. There you go. Sarge is better. Sorry for that. Anyways. Uh, yes, Minute Heroes, we do need a G.I. Joe skirmish game. That would be amazing. I talked about it. I feel like you could use something similar to, off the top of my head, the Marvel Crisis Protocol uh, rules. No, it doesn't have to be a big game. Legion, because you wouldn't have vehicles to start. Because then it becomes not a skirmish game. Much as I'd love vehicles, I'd rather get the game and then see if you can add vehicles, you know, one here or there. Um, So, Legion, if you're going to do a role-playing game, instead I'd maybe suggest the G.I. Joe role-playing game. What? They have a G.I. Joe role-playing game? They do. Who makes that? Um, well, I mean, that's our buddies, right? Yeah, that's our buddy Renegade Games, Brian. Yep. Woo woo. He's got woo, he's gonna be you. doing that Warzone Eternal coming up too. Yep. Oh, Gonzo, since we're talking about that for a couple minutes, did you see they have the crossover handbook for the role playing game? So you can cross over your Power Rangers with your G.I. Joe with your Transformers RPG. And can you cross over my little pony with it also? Possibly. Yeah. I mean it's all the same rules, so I'm sure you can. It's just yeah. that one's just a little weirder. Hey. So uh... I'm going to be mean to you again, and I'm going to go pee. So you're going to have to uh, uh, make everyone happy. Hey. What the hell? Why is John always peeing? Because I drink a lot of stuff, and that's what happens. I'll also check to see if it's a nice, clear color or not. Thanks, Gonzo. <laughs> you're welcome. So I can't see chat. So if uh, if you say something in chat, just re yell really loud, and maybe I'll uh, see it. Um, if not... Um, but going back to what John was saying, I... I I don't know if I could ever go back to a large-scale battle game again. Because I know that they have, like, uh, what is it? Uh, old Hammer coming back, which is the old regimental version of Fantasy. And I don't think I could do that. I don't think I would anyway. But still, that's just a lot of models. It's a lot of models that I can't, you know... I don't have time. Honestly, just to say, I don't have time to paint a hundred model army again. 
I mean, right now I'm still I'm struggling with just this one because I want it to look really fucking cool. And now the good thing about Infinity is I'm not doing, you know, it's not regiment. So it'll just be, you know, cool looking models. But still, I don't think I could ever go back to a large scale game of, you know, a hundred plus. Because it's just, that's just a lot of models. One, I want to have them painted. I always want to play with painted. Don't always get to, but I want to. Um, but there's just so many, so many other fun games out there that I don't think I could do another hundred plus model army. Yeah. I don't think I could do a game. That's just one game as the only game I play. There's just too many cool things I want to try. Yeah. And I love just how easy they're getting to be to play, you know? And I think with all my reported negativity is Shatterpoint. It's going to be less model count. So it's right back in there. I think they're setting themselves up to have a Star Wars game that those people who just want to play a little bit here or there can play. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, that's cool, Bobby. What do you say? I told them to uh, yell Renegade, really loud if I didn't hear them. Renegade Games just mailed me a corrected D4 without me saying anything to them. Nice. They're a good company. I was very pleased with how they took care of things. Yeah. So, Bowie, uh, I have to ask on the on the stream and podcast here for, for for everyone just to make it out there. When are you running Transformers? Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. He is going to run that next week. I, no, definitely not. He had given me a time frame, just seeing where he says the time frame is now. Bowie's never actually. I don't think Bowie's ever GM'd a game. No time like the present. Well, I mean, such so funny story before we, we finish and go to the, that sec, the uh, media section. Uh, one of my people wants to learn uh, how to play D&D. And already her uh, sister-in-law has said, when are you running D&D for us? I'm like, you got a little ways to go before you get there, man. But neither the book. I've glanced through most of it. I've read the G.I. Joe one much more inter- much more thoroughly. I what I've seen I like. I like the very Transformers ish feel to a lot of the stuff. Anyways, we we were good for media section, Gonzo, if you want. Okay, give me one second. Let me get the paint off of this brush. Sorry, I didn't get to work on the elementals more. They are not dry yet. That's just kind of one of the negatives of contrast paint. That's why it's just a tool in your arsenal. It should not be the only thing you use for anything, but it's going to happen sometimes. That's not a big deal. I mean, so let me, I'll show you. It's real Flaming rock guy. Rawr. Rawr. Icy rock guy. Brr. So you did fire and ice? Fire and ice. <laughs> if only they had a song. Probably. They might have one. Hold on one second. All right. Media section. Right on time, too. All right, so I have 873 things to talk about this time. What about you, John? Two and a half. Just two and a half? Maybe 
technically two and three quarters. First off, like to apologize to everyone, it is technically the anniversary of uh, Hard Boiled coming out, but I did not get a chance to watch Hard Boiled this time, maybe for next week. Uh, I've reviewed it before. I will happily review it again, as it is probably the best action movie of the 90s. I will not be taking any uh, comments on that right now. So I do actually do have quite a bit because I did finish a few things, watch a few things. And after I get done here, I'm going to watch two movies. Yes. Well, it's been nice. I'm going to go to fucking bed. <laughs> so um, let me go with my first one. So, you know, I got people to start watching Ted Lasso and stuff and, you know, everybody's loving it and everybody thinks it's great and I'm happy. Because it's actually a really good show. Uh, kind of got me into a mood of, I want to watch something that's less, I want to say depressing, but I don't need any dark right now. I need some good, you know, feel good stuff. And someone said, uh, try out Shrinking, which is also an Apple one. It's got Harrison Ford in it, where it's a group of psychiatrists that are doing things. And so I watched the first season of it. Uh, it was Okay. Uh, nowhere near. Someone says, yeah, it, it, it's it's almost as good as Ted Lasso. And I was like, you're fucking high. There's no way. And it wasn't. It was good. It wasn't bad. I mean, it was it was enjoyable. There was some decent comedy in it. Uh, characters are okay. Doesn't make any, you know, I'm not like, I got to watch everything. And I got to watch it all now. But it was okay. Um, I give it maybe like a two type thing. Just enough to be all right, but not too crazy it did get renewed for another season so i'll watch that see how it is you know not too bad so two space therapies for shrinking awesome john you know i think i forgot what else i watched this week anyways i watched uh about half the series of band of brothers oh uh, the original i mean that's the only one well the pacific one wasn't it that's not the Band of Brothers style, is it? That's the Pacific. Yeah. Well, people call I'm it. I'm being specific. You're being very specific. Yes. I love it. So, show. yeah, I watched a half of that. Uh, I was. It came out just because I was watching some clips on YouTube. I'm like, fucking, you know what? I'm going to watch this series. Because it's fucking good. And you, you know how I normally don't generally binge things? I should point out that I saw those clips on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> So I've watched basically an episode a day, more or less. Uh, I just finished episode five. Uh, it's really good. Um, you can say there are less good episodes in it, sure. But overall, the quality is super high. Probably the best World War II content out there. And yes, oh, yeah. I am even saying it's better than Saving Private Ryan. Um, just really good. My only comment is, since I'm early through is there's a couple errors that uh, Major Winters made with his book that got translated into, uh, or in Stephen Ambrose's books, that got translated into the series that I wish they would have fixed. One of the big ones is the the main character of Episode 3, Albert Bly. They say he died, like, in the 40s, like he never recovered, and that's completely untrue. He actually recovered and finished the war and then ended up going home and becoming like a cab driver or something, dying in the 70s. So since that's just a text at the end, I wish they could fix that. But that's a minor quibble. Uh, I'm not done yet, but I, I can say with the utmost confidence, 
Legionnaire is right, like negative two space herpes. So they oh, can't yeah. go negative. Definitely zero. Oh, yeah. It's an HBO Max. It's one of the main things. If you guys have HBO Max, just do it. Just watch it again. It's so good. It's not light fare by any stretch. There's some parts that are really rough. Oh, yeah. Especially in the middle area. You get some stuff that's really rough because it's war. And as I say, war is hell. But yeah, I do recommend. Um, so last night I was like putting together models. I was putting together all my um, Infinity models. Um, and so I, I kind of do that lazily in front of the TV. Just, you know, clean them off. Then, you know, sit there at the coffee table and put together models. And I was digging around trying to find something. And I was digging through Netflix. I'm like, oh, what's new coming on Netflix? Um, and I don't know if it was new or not. But it caught my eye. And I just had to because I was thinking about... Our good old friend Kathy and I was like, she would watch this, and I know John's watched this, and so it's on here. So I'm gonna watch it. And Conan the Destroyer was on there. <laughs> Conan the Destroyer. <laughs> so you know, I'm watching it, and I remember this watching it when it first came out. You're um, a kid, yeah, yeah, type thing. <laughs> and now, I, as I'm watching it, I'm like, fuck, we didn't have plot. Or writing or shit for this movie. Sir, <laughs> while there may not be any writing, there is definitely a plot. It is very rudimentary. Yes. But it exists. And I mean, it, I was watching it. was just cracking me up because there are so many scenes where, you know, Conan's writing. He's in a fighting stance. And all of a sudden, the bad guy runs into the camera, you know, to be spooky and scary. And it's like, rah. <laughs> Look, I mean, that's what the director could do. That's a directorial choice. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a good directorial choice sometimes? And, and and then all of a sudden, as I was watching it, I was laughing. And, you know, it, it's it's a stupid good time. And yeah, that cast. That cast. Yeah. And then Mako comes on. And I'm like, oh, motherfucker. Mako. Fucking... on. Yeah. Mako. Mako. I'm an old school for this. Ron. <laughs> And uh, and uh, I, I, now I keep always hearing him as Iroh, so it just you know brought me the Avatar: Last Airbender and everything. Look, Mako is a sign of quality. Mako's oh, yeah. in something, the movie immediately got better. Oh yeah. What's best is he's in the first one too, and he's great in that. Yeah. Even though those two movies are so different. Oh yeah, completely. And you know, so I'm going through the things I'm like, man, this this. This is just nothing but a, here's a scene, here's a scene, here's a scene. And then you can always tell when something's going to happen. Dramatic music. And it was just, you Let's be honest, that that Conan theme, so fucking good. Yeah. Basil Paul's Doors, fucking just great. Yeah, One I mean, of the best themes out there. Yeah, Wilt Chamberlain in it, and it was just, man. I believe that's Wilt Chamberlain's only role. Yeah. <laughs> I believe while he is an imposing man, his acting, you know what? I'm not going to say his acting was bad. It was there. Yeah. It existed. He was very stoic. Yes. <laughs> very but cardboard. Grace Kelly is, uh, Grace Kelly? Grace Jones. Grace Jones. Grace Jones. Brain. Is eating it up. Ugh. Arnold's having a great time. Everyone else is having a great time. It's just fun. Yeah, it, it's just fun, stupid, silly, and... Is it a good movie? No. But is it a great movie? Yes. <laughs> and I mean, You're special effects 
are. I mean, are, you might get disappointed, bud. Yeah, I mean, the special effects are outdated beyond belief. You're you're sitting there looking at it, but they did a lot of practical stuff, so a lot correct. of it holds up okay. Yeah, like they would put a, a graphic scene over a real life scene, so it wasn't yeah. too bad. Um, but I was I was enjoying it. I mean, it was good fun. It's a fun and watch. You know, and sit there and them trying to open up the the mouth, open and close the mouth. Ting, 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 ting. <laughs> the style, though. like Yes. The, the low fantasy style of the mages and all is cool. They're not flinging fireballs and shooting magic missiles, but it's very cool. Like, the guy who played that wizard in Mako, fucking sell it. Yeah. You know, we can laugh at the movie and everything. It's a B-movie, 100%. It's not remotely the quality of the first one but as midnight hero says it's just fun oh yeah it's just it's just goofy silly fun that you know like, you could tell that and it's completely conan too 100 percent conan nothing behind it and 80s cheesy you know costuming i love women the half naked talk and immediately flinging the dagger into the one guy that's yeah. so conan <laughs> The fact that we did not get, I mean, and honestly, this movie is the reason we didn't get a full Conan series with Arnold is just fucking shame. Yeah. Because that first movie, if you got, like, as much as we're talking about the second movie, the first movie is legitimately a classic. Oh, yeah. This is just good fun. Yeah. This is almost up there with that mummy Indiana Jones style fun where you're just enjoying your way the whole way through. And that's. We need more of that in movies. They can't all be super serious, you know, mm-hmm. everything. You need to have fun. Yeah, and, that, and that's pretty much what it was. And I was just enjoying it as I was putting together miniatures. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mako, you know, that type of thing. And I mean, on a fun factor, you really can't get it. If you were to rate it, it's a, it's like a one and a half, two. I mean, it's like it, a two. Yeah. Because we're, we are talking about quality, but yeah, it works much better in the older scale when you just need to be a little loose to watch it. Do you? Grab your favorite adult beverage. Enjoy the fuck out of that movie. Yeah. Just watch Conan cutting people up. And of course, and I can't remember the actor's name that was playing the sniveling weasel all the time. Oh, God. That guy is fucking great. Played Bob in uh, fucking Batman. Yeah. I'm going to find his name now. But I mean, like, after Conan kills the, the monster, he walks up and stabs it and puts his foot on it. You know? And, you know, he's just plays that sniveling little coward fighter thief tracy walter he he's one of those guys yeah he's in so many things and it's just silly goofy and and i guess it's on netflix for free so i was like well fuck it so i watched it i give it about like this one and a half to two It, it does show its age not only in special effects but in cinematography and all that type stuff you're just like oh yeah yeah but so enjoyable um, so the movie I thought I watched this week, I actually watched last week. So that's, uh, that's it aside from, uh, the thing we're going to talk about together. Uh, go ahead, go ahead and do it that. Cause I got, I got a couple other ones and stuff. No, go ahead. You, you do the rest of yours. Then when you, when you talk about Mando, we'll talk about Mando. Um, I didn't get to, um, talk about, uh, Night Agent. Uh, I, I finally finished it all and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very good spy thriller show. Um, if you like, like, you know, Manchurian Candidate and um, what's the other one? Not John Wick, but like to John Wick, the born supremacy type type spy stuff. 
not the combat in Born Supremacy, but you know the the spy hidden society type, you know, wet works teams you're, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you're talking more like the uh, the whole world, the backslang world, not necessarily yes. the type. Gotcha. Of. And I mean, it, it was pretty good. I mean, I give it like a one. There's some episodes that were just okay. But overall, it was pretty good. It got renewed for another season, so I'm pretty happy and pretty, you know, looking forward to it. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, how many times can you save the president type thing? Well, we've seen enough movies on that that it's infinite. But I'm enjoying it. I did enjoy it. Uh, I highly recommend it if you like those type of movies. Um, I did finish Invisible City, which was the fave type city thing and it was just okay it gets my you know my two and a half meh it's all right there's a lot of plot holes but eh, it's all right Uh, fair enough but last night because i actually have two more movies on my docket you know like i'm gonna watch after we get done here i just yeah i could tell why but let's just say it did not actually happen that i got to watch the movie i wanted to watch but I did watch Venom 2. I hadn't seen it yet. I wasn't going to pay for it. Uh, uh, I own it. Oh, do you? <laughs> one of my people gave it to me because I had a second copy. I haven't seen the first one yet, though. I watched the second one. It, just, it was just all right. It wasn't good. There was nothing really to talk about. Nothing to make me say, oh, that was pretty cool. Or, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just, all right. I see you beating up each other. Yeah, you beat up each other well. Cool. You beat up each other a lot. All right, next movie. <laughs> so I mean, it, it gives it gives them meh. So better than a you know a sharp stick in the eye, but it doesn't go anything higher than a two point five. Better than a sharp stick in the eye. <laughs> you know, many movies I see are like that. Cool part was Willie Harrison playing Carnage. Fair. I'll see it eventually. I just need to see the first one, then I can watch the second one. But I have a backlog of movies and stuff I want to watch. Which I don't know if I'll ever catch up on. So, I mean, it, it was just okay. There really wasn't anything, you know, to talk about. It was just, eh. Yeah. Which is kind of bad because, you know, Venom could make a really cool, you know, thing. And just... Eh. Like, let's be honest. Sony is not going to get anything out of there without without marvel working with them yeah that's the best way to do it and yeah, now I mean, that there's people that are on they're trying to get him moved over or vice versa it's like sony's not going to give up spider-man there's too much yeah. money in it but they just can't get any of the ancillary stuff working because they just don't know what to do yeah. you know this the ancillary spider-man where stuff works because of spider-man yes they seem to understand that, and they don't, unfortunately. So, it was all right. Like I said, it's 2.5. Not a big deal. Um, Other things that I watched this week. Oh, there is a Penguin trailer for the new Penguin that's going to be on. Watch uh, that. Watch Interesting. That. Very much was interested. I I mean, you liked Batman more than I did, but, yeah. I mean, we both agree Colin Farrell fucking killed it. Yeah. And the thing is, what I like about this is it's the penguin in a realistic manner. Yeah, I mean, 
I think I need to rewatch the Batman. I just don't really have the time to because I mean I'm not gonna like it as much as you did. That's not Correct. going to happen. But I, I I do feel like it was not necessarily given a fair shake by audiences. I'm glad they're getting a sequel. Oh yeah, but I mean this trailer is more of a, of a realistic bad guy. Just nicknamed the Penguin. I mean he does have a kind of funny walk in it and stuff. Yeah, and I like that they did that. I mean yeah. it's cool. Which is okay. It is the best movie take of uh, the best live action take of the penguin. Yeah. Like all due respect, Danny DeVito, Jesus Christ. This is why you do not let that director <laughs> do his own thing all the time. You got to rein his ass in. Yeah. But I mean, it looked fun. looked interesting. Um, it was kind of like a behind the scenes. You were going to find, I don't know how far back they're going to go in the timeline, but you know, I think it's actually going to go forward from where they is. Cause you know, oh, is Carmen, really? Carmen, Fal- Carmen Falcone's dead. So they're going to do that from there. Yeah. I think that makes sense for it. I think that's probably the best call they can make too. Cause I had this discussion multiple times with people. I don't like prequel stuff because you shoehorn yourself into removing a lot of the drama. Yeah, thank you, Billy Tim Burton. You're not worried that the penguin's going to live or die because you know he's gonna if it's a prequel, because he's gonna live. You know it. You have to add characters in to make it interesting. You know, hence Rogue One. Rogue One is great, but all the characters are new because you couldn't use any established characters because that removes the the worry of are they going to be okay or not. Spoiler they were not okay. It did not happen. It was not good. But that's why I want, like it when they go forward, you know? Yeah. For all I love Strange New Worlds, what they do, it's the ancillary characters that are getting the stuff happening to them, the engineer and all that, you know? That can happen, but Pike, Spock, you know, anyone who shows up later, you know they're going to be okay. Yeah. When Discovery went to the future, I was like, cool, they can do new stories. Picard, when Picard took... From the future, I'm like, cool, they can do new stories. Stop living in the past. You can only play on nostalgia so many times. And in fact, before we talk about Mando, I'm going to talk about this. Someone on Twitter bitched because Amazon is making a RoboCop series and or movie. They're like, why can't people come up with new ideas? I'm like, bitch, if they come up with new ideas, you're like, that's too much like RoboCop. <laughs> And then you're like, they make Robocop, but why aren't you coming up with your own idea? There are only so many stories in the world, sir. Be happy that they're taking the property you love and looking at them, because now, the people know nowadays, you can't just fucking shit on it and shit out of something, because people will see that, and they won't go to see the movies. You know? This is why DC's had a problem, because they haven't been exactly faithful to their characters. Yeah. You know, Marvel does much better... And they, they still get some shit from people because they're not always 100%. But they're much better getting the broad strokes of their character or reimagining their character, taking a character and upping them a little bit to make a more enjoyable story and then telling it based off their classic stories rather than telling the exact story, like the whole Winter Soldier thing, rather than telling the exact story from the comics, they tweak it but use the broad strokes. You can't have it both ways. You can't both get upset when they remake something and also get upset that they didn't do something right. Yeah, I mean, I, I I like this version of the Penguin, and it's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not detracting for what it is. Um, I like you mean the more beloved realistic... DC villain, the Penguin? <laughs> Sorry. But I, I, I like the joke. more realistic approach. It's the reason why I liked Gotham 
when it was uh, on the TV show because it did that also. I like that uh, a lot. But looking forward to that. But um, what's that? What's that? So oh. midnight heroes. Before we get on to Mando, because I think that's what we got left. Yeah. He said excited for the new Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Cool. I I'll see that. Godzilla vs Kong two. Hell's yeah. And then Gundam movie. Uh, is it just the Gundam movie Netflix or is Godzilla vs Kong on Netflix? I think Godzilla vs Kong is probably gonna hit wide, but Gundam movie sounds cool. I like Gundam. It's been a while since I watched any, but I kind of want to rewatch that stuff. It's just time. I need. I need to retire so I can watch all these movies. Gundam movie is on NECA. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I'm down with that. Like, I like Gundam. It's classic. I hope it's a little more uh, military sci-fi rather than what Gundam Wing and all that stuff was, which is a little less so. Um, but my point of view is I'm, I'm a Robotech guy. I like Gundam too, but Robotech is my love. And I think that did a better version of that than most of the Gundams I see even though Gundam's super popular now but anyways um, I think that was it I didn't really didn't I, I watched caught up on a few shows you know that I usually do that um, you know BattleBots is still out and I'm enjoying BattleBots you know seeing yeah we expect a review when you get to get yeah. the end of the season yeah so but, other than that um, but we did catch up on Mando Mando <laughs> Fucking so, A. Spoiler free, but it was a very good episode. Very yes. fun. Yes, it sets up a last episode that can be anywhere from, I mean, likely cliffhanger, but only in so much I think it's going to go into Ahsoka. Yes. Because this episode shows stuff that feeds into Ahsoka, and I'm fine with that. Connected universes, that's the strength of them. Make it work. Also, it looks like the Ahsoka poster fucking has... Bo-Katan and fucking Mando on it, so who knows? They could just be doing that for popularity or doing that because they're going to be in it. But no, I'm there for it. I love what they did. They're they're weaving in their story, and there's some really good action. Yeah, I, I thought it was fun. It it, it it increased the story a little bit more. We got to learn about more things. It had some good fun parts. Um, I think one of my favorite lines is going to be "No baby." Uh, <laughs> no squeeze <laughs> um but you know i'm looking forward to being ending i i do think that they've got an end plot eventually where and when i don't know exactly what i think um, i do is think they would end it as mando being the main character of the story but there's more they can do with mandalorians and oh yeah it is funny because there's a lot of people on twitter haters and i'll call them haters who keep thinking that they're going to read Dave Filoni and fucking uh, John Favreau are going to, uh, you know, squeeze the sequel trilogy out. They're going to retcon them. But uh, nope. Nobody nope. You can tell from this episode, 100% nope. That shit's all 100% there. No matter what they say. And I love that because those people get fucking whiny as fuck and it amuses me. It'll be interesting to see. I'm looking forward to Ahsoka because it's just kind of cool. You know me and yep. Jedi. Shit. Remember to uh, get your uh, rewatch of Rebels in before Ahsoka hits because you're uh, going to want. You know, I went back and you were talking about that. And I was like, I do believe I remember. And so I kind of like went through and just. 
I wouldn't say that I glanced, but I was like, okay, yeah, I remember this episode, remember what's going on, and just went back and looked at it a little bit, and I was okay. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to it, because I want to see I mean, where everything goes. I, I see where you're going with this, but, I mean, alternatively, you could man the fuck up and just rewatch Rebels. I could, but I got other things. I've already watched it once. I'm going Look, I'm planning on watching Rebels. I've seen all season. <laughs> I've seen all of season one. Liked it. Just never got ch- back. Then I had to buy it. Yeah. Back in my day, you had to buy these things individually because there was no Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna rewatch that and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Uh, it was. It was a good fun. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but. You know what? We're in a really good time frame for sci-fi right now. I mean, we got Strange New Worlds. Oh, by the way, Strange New Worlds and um, Lower Deck are going to do a crossover episode, which I'm pretty sure it's probably going to be on Lower Deck. Then probably because they can, you know, draw it. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting. I mean, I'm really looking forward to Strange New Worlds and Discovery. I know that next season is the last one. Uh, coming up but not, not no diss on you know discovery but i'm really looking forward to straight new world a lot more it's a lot more classic trek feel yeah i want to know i want to know what happens and that's no discovery discovery's telling a story correct but again it's telling a story that i don't they you know past the future i, I like i mean i said this of the season i watched the first season was good sci-fi not the best star trek the second season was great fucking Star Trek and story. Yeah. So. I like that they're giving them things an ending. Things need to have an ending. It can't go on forever. No matter what you think, NCIS slash Simpsons <laughs> slash whatever. Law and order slash. <laughs> yeah, you have to shake things up. I saw fucking uh, Jeffrey Donovan on fucking Law and Order, like on a clip. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, he's on there permanently now. Yeah, I mean. I wish he would have gotten more other stuff. I loved him in Burn Notice. He was great. Oh, yeah. He, he deserves his own series because he can carry his own series. Burn Notice oh, yeah. is great. Burn Notice was amazing. Yeah. Um, but I haven't noticed any new stuff besides, you know, the Star Wars stuff. I did watch that Star Wars trailer where it had all the new shows coming out. I'm looking forward to Visions again because that was just good fun. I um, need to finish season one of Visions. I didn't. Like, the ones I watched were cool, but yeah. it's just... I don't get enough time to watch it. I don't make enough time to watch that. There it is. You're not making enough time. You'd rather pew pew. Well, so, so I got a couple minutes. Sometimes I get in the point where I am not mentally a state that I can necessarily handle something new that doesn't meet my expectations. Yep. You know, that downer might not be good for me. So I watch stuff that I know because I know. That's a problem. It's a John problem. John problem. John needs to fix. But that's why sometimes you see me rewatching old stuff rather than watching a lot of new stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Mando's helping with that because every time I'm like, oh, people said this is going to be bad. And then I watch it. I'm like, oh, this is fucking great. What the fuck are you guys talking about? Good fun. Good, good fun. You know, two episodes ago where they're like, oh, this is terrible. I'm like, I don't know what you watch, but it's not the same thing as me. Yes. 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 No. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. Oh, that's not going to get old. <laughs> Spoiler. It's going to get old. Yeah, it, but will. I like but it, it. it was good and fun for what it's worth. Yes. Um, but I mean, there's just been some really good stuff. I know that um, other things are coming out. We got, you know, the summer of movies coming up. Hopefully we'll have some decent summer movies. Uh, we have the Barbie Barbie movie coming up, uh, opening up with open. Which is surprisingly getting some good <laughs> word of mouth as funny as it is. I'm not going to watch it. Let's be honest. No. I mean, 
I would watch it for free on a whim. I've watched the fucking Emoji Movie. Yeah. It's not going to be as bad as the Emoji Movie. And the Emoji Movie isn't even remotely in the same category as Cats. Mm-mm. It's just not good. <laughs> but. It's been fun. There's been a lot of good stuff come out. Um, a lot of good movies, a lot of good things, a lot of good models. You name it. Things are happening. We're, we're starting to kind of feel, you know, coming back to normal. Quotes around that. Yeah, Marvel movies come out that I almost care about. Which one's that one? Guardians, kind of. Oh, okay. But I know I should care about Quantumania, just haven't. Nah, I'm waiting to come out for free. Yeah, at this point I'm waiting for free. I mean, Guardians will probably see in the theater. I possibly see that. I know that what was he did Miss Mar- the the Marvels. Yes. Um, I watched the trailer for that, and it was all right. I didn't see anything. I, that maybe I enjoyed it. it. Yeah. I need to finish Miss Marvel, so I can be ready for that. But I'll probably wait and binge it right before that comes out, so I'm ready. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have any. I didn't have any problems with it. I'm just like, it's kind of a piecemealed, and it's still a teaser trailer in a bit. Yeah, but I liked. I liked what they showed. It had a good feel. Yeah. Heart. It knows it exactly what it's trying to be. Yeah. Uh, Art of Michael uh, uh, says Blade is the big Marvel one I care about. I'm very interested. Have they have they done any trailers for Blade yet? No, they're okay. still working on that. It's okay. still uh, a thing. I'm interested because I like the Blade character. In, I, I'm yeah, absolutely. Because uh, it's gonna be more, less Blade Blade. It's gonna be like Blade and fucking uh, what are they called? His team, the Supernatural Hunter guys. My oh, brain can't. Yeah, brain. It's almost like I've been drinking. What? No, not us. No, right? We don't do that here. But guys, um, hey, John, do you have any other things you want to review? No, I, that's all I watched. Midnight Suns. Thank you, man. Midnight Suns, yeah. Or Night Stalkers. I don't know. No, Midnight Suns is what I was thinking of. It's yeah. the big... So, Guys, cool. we really appreciate you coming on. We really appreciate you checking us out. It, it's a lot of fun. We always enjoy hanging out, painting, talking, giving me shit. You know the thing. It's too bad nobody paid the last 30 minutes uh, for the ears. You'll have to do that again some other time. Um, but please take care of yourself. Look after others. Say hi to Tyson. Go ahead, Tyson. Okay. Um, if you see something, say something. If you can do something, do something. We're going to send you off to the painting dad. I think he's painting some Star Wars Armada. Um, and you can check his channel out. Give him a shout out. But just please take care of yourself. If your body doesn't feel right, go to the doctor. If you see something, say something. You know the whole rest of the routine. Um, John? For more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. Good night. Night. Dance, dance, dance. Rating the painting dad. I'm trying to see what he's painting. Look, that's why I checked on him real quick before we were coming over to see. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. He's picking like a fighters. Fuck yeah. Go check him out, folks.